Hello and welcome to the Bristol City Vixen Cast. This is a podcast that's all about Bristol City women. The mighty Bristol City women the who, mighty who, Bristol who play City. in the WSL. That's right, prop up the table with their brilliance. Um, I'm Nat Brown. I'm Jane Withers. And um, we're feeling rather jolly today because we've got a point. We've got we got a point. One more point. One more point on the board. Yes, we gained it in a 2-2 draw against Aston Villa at the Poundland Bescott Stadium on Saturday, the 3rd of February, wasn't it? Um, Something like that. 2024. So our goals were scored. No, that's I won't do it like that. <laughs> they scored first, mm-hmm. typically. Um, Jordan Nobbs. 13th minute and we punctured we I fair to say pissed on their chips mm-hmm. I think is the is the way to quite, quite nice chips at the best cup though. yeah there was a lot of chip very generous portions um Emily <laughs> Testrup fantastic goal on the 15th minute and then Adriana Leon scored to put them in front on the 60th minute and Carrie Jones with an absolute screamer equalized on the 75th minute goal of the season Quite possibly, definitely a contender. It was very, very good. If she was Lauren James, it would be on all the newspapers. It would be on the front. It would be on the front page. It would be on the front page of all the newspapers. Yeah, every single newspaper. Or the back page. Globally. But it was, it was Carrie Jones. It was, it was Lauren James worthy. It was, it was very good. You could imagine. I hope she, hope she does it again soon. So Aston Villa had 36 shots and, <laughs> and 14 of those were on target. And they obviously scored two goals. They had 11 corners. We had three, um, four shots. Three of those were on target. We had two goals, zero corners. I think the the percentage was... Like 72% seven. possession for them, something like that. Yeah, maybe even like 76%. Maybe more. Looking yeah. at it. But in the 70s. So, yeah. Crazy them. amount of pre- pre- uh, possession. And yeah, so that's... They, they, the stats don't lie. It was pretty one-sided when you look at it in that respect. But I don't know. I always felt like we were in the game. I felt like we were in the game the whole time, yeah. yeah. I, I know that the Villa fans have been saying that it was very one-sided, and, and it, it kind of was. But if you're a Bristol City fan, it didn't feel like it was a, a kind of dead game that we were just chasing the whole time. felt like we were there, felt like we were really involved, and felt like we were, you know, maybe towards the end, we really felt like we were going to get something out of it. So, yeah, it was quite terrifying because of that. We hadn't actually lost all hope yet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we're going to just talk about it um, bit by bit, and mm-hmm. and then um, that's that's essentially what we're going to do. So that's a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed typical. So the first thing to say is um, Naomi Lazel back in the lineup. She didn't go to Aston Villa. No way. So <laughs> she did. She just went on our coach and played yeah. for us. Yeah, so that was uh, that was nice. I thought it was quite funny that they used her as the the the, the player in the graphic announcing the team news. With quite a nice stern face. Yeah, you she know, um she I, looked mean. That was definitely a response to our um, hysteria. Should we call it? I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't know if they listen to to the podcast. But... You don't think they listen to the podcast? I don't know. Okay. Um, well, I'm a bit disappointed now. So, because I definitely think I came up with the formation. Well, you'll, we'll never know. Will we'll we? never know. We'll no, never know. It's an impossible question to ask. So, 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 Lazel was back with a heavily strapped leg. Um, 
groin strain but that had miraculously healed by Friday so brilliant and and she was fantastic all game well she did say she just had a little injury so yeah I know no surprise that she was back but it was great to see her back and starting as well because like we we needed we actually didn't need need her her. yeah (laughs) we definitely needed her on uh, on Saturday no no she's she's amazing she had a great game as well again I mean you know yeah just brilliant just brilliant that's how she that's how she rolls isn't it yeah yeah absolute Um, absolute star so um so other things other things to say about the lineup lisa evans first start yeah lisa evans first start and the formation was a little bit different to usual so we were playing with a back four as opposed to our back five and not really sure exactly what else you would call the other bits but i know that when we were out of possession we seem to go into like a kind of four four two with Emily Syme and Testrup being like the two at the top, um, trying to get the ball back. And then, so I guess that would be Carrie Jones and Amy Rogers in the middle and then Lisa Evans and Phil Morgan on either side. And that's what we looked like out of possession. So when we had the ball, it looked a little bit different. It was a bit hard to tell what was going on, but I don't, I don't think that really matters to be honest. Like when you've got the ball, just kind of, yeah, just go. And we did that a lot better than we've been doing recently. It looked it looked great actually, and Emily Syme had a brilliant game, and she looked really really great up there. Yeah, absolutely. And see, Lisa Evans started, and and Phil Morgan also started. So, um, and Abby Harrison was was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that was interesting, just in terms of, I thought Carrie Jones really flourished in that particular formation, and obviously yeah. she scored an absolutely brilliant goal, but it tended to allow Carrie Jones to turn and run towards the opposition's goal rather than trying to defend our goal, which I I don't think she's as good at. Um, yeah. To be she's, a, she's an amazing kind of ball carrier when she moves with the ball. She's got, she's got real talent. She's, she's one of those people that can really do it. And Lisa Evans had a moment where she kind of just dribbled past what looked like kind of four players at one point. So I think we kind of had it in us to kind of just carry the ball at them, you know, like, because sometimes I think when we've when we're when we're not on a kind of quick counter attack, we kind of look a little bit stuck as to what to do. But the um, the goals today, the first goal was a beautiful kind of like counter attacking move, and the second goal was actually like a kind of more of a sustained pressure move. It was it was actually really brilliant, like to see us scoring these two incredible goals from open play. It was really wonderful. So yeah, and the formation just in general allowed all those players to to play really really well. All of our our back four, we know about them. They're really good. But actually, even Ella Powell, she just had a more defensive role. And she's a great defender. She's actually, she can she can stand most people up. She's pretty good. So yeah, to, to have her just more defensive, just concentrate on that, not get completely exhausted and think that she has to go and create things. Just, you know, pass it to Fionn. Yeah. Fionn will go and get something. So yeah, it was a much more like in terms of like structure and roles, like that back four was absolutely incredible. And it allowed you to have four players in front of you, a really good block. And then like it just allowed, yeah, we were just, we were winning second balls. Yeah, with, I know. Like, ha- like we've just not been winning second balls like most of the season. And winning the battle in midfield as well. I thought yeah. we were just sticking our leg in lots of times and, and you know, disrupting their flow in midfield. And, and that was really, really pleasing to see. Yeah, we we like, we, we intercepted passes in midfield continuously, like throughout the game. It was, it was brilliant. So, and I felt like every time we went in for a bit of a crunch, when the ball popped out, we were getting it. 
and that's just I feel like we've been saying like oh we're not getting the luck we're not getting but it's not that's not luck actually like if you're not playing next to other people when the ball pops out you won't get the ball if you're playing close to other people we looked really compact we looked really tight um yeah I just think I just think that formation was really a great just a yeah a great call and they went and executed it brilliantly yeah, it definitely brought the best out in everybody. You know, what we're saying about Carrie Jones and actually Fionn Morgan as well. I thought she was really impressive. And I think when she came on last week as an impact sub and she tends to be utilised that way because of her pace, I think we were perhaps more inclined to thinking that she would have more of an impact in a game in that role. But she showed that she could really run and work her socks off for the whole and uh, 90 minutes um not quite 90 minutes because uh, she was subbed off and she obviously did and play uh, 90 minutes so i think she came did off play. after 90 yeah yeah and she had a pivotal role in the goal which she she headed it on to sime who you know put the ball through to tester up who who just scored and you know showed all of her class all of her talent all of her finesse and just dinked it past van donsler it was a brilliant brilliant goal so, so in terms of formation and starters, it was it was top marks for everybody. Like it was just a brilliant, like a great move. And also, they're probably expecting us to play a back five and set up like that and stuff like that. So I think it was nice for us to go there and be like, right, we're a back four now, and we've got more midfielders. Yeah, and, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and and I think that makes sense because West West Ham Aston Villa's midfield, um, it's been quite well publicised they're a bit thin on the ground there mm. so they've got people like Jordan Nobbs who scored but Jordan Nobbs I think of her more as a an attacking, an attacking midfielder midfielder yeah. and they've got Kenza Dali who's a, a kind of luxury Mercurial, creative whatever can't floating kind of football um you know genius kind of player yeah um but and I think for the first time this season, when we looked at the starting eleven and we looked at the bench, we're like, well, actually, there's about four players on the bench who could come on and change things. Got Abby Harrison, mm-hmm. got Mary Ward, mm-hmm. got Stratagakis, who didn't come on, but no. we haven't seen her yet. Shania Hales, who's been very good the past couple of games when she's come on. She's, she's been made, a great sub. Made yeah. a difference in terms of the, the finishes. So I think there, and obviously, you know, not to discount the... Um, the person who actually I think probably did make the biggest difference in the second half when she came on who's Brooke Aspin seeing Mm. her back it was outstanding she had a brilliant game she got to every single ball she was just heading everything and um, yeah it was so amazing to see Brooke Aspin and Naomi Lazelle playing together again and it wasn't really until Brooke came back that I realized how much we've missed her because she's obviously a top player but I think if Brooke and Naomi can stay fit for the rest of the season and build up a partnership, which frees up Megan Connolly to go into the midfield, which she did do actually when Brooke mm-hmm. Aspen came on. I think that is, that's really exciting because it, it enables us to also utilize Megan Connolly in, you know, two different ways within the game potentially, which obviously is a lot of pressure on her, but you know, she's, she's got this. So yeah. But if, if Brooke's fitter, then you start Brooke and Lazelle at back and then you, you know, you have way more options in midfield and you can change system and you can do things it's like it's like we've got now some people that I think part of the Bristol City problem is is that we've got quite versatile people and you kind of think well where is their absolute best because you know you buy Megan Connolly in as a um a central midfielder like and then she's playing in 
centre half and then other players so like Fionn Morgan can kind of like the last two games she's like made a couple of goals and you know been really involved in a couple of goals but then she can go and fill in at right back and you know like we're saying like where is Carrie Jones best position but so now we've like with a little bit more just with a few more people back and a little change of formation we can now start playing people in a the like ultimate position for them which which doesn't just kind of doesn't mean we've just got a quick 11 anyone who's like fit and good enough now we've got like we can really make choices yeah and like leaving abby harrison on the bench is like that's a big call but actually just for like the sake of the team at that moment other people were able to play in their their correct position in a way that kind of made it look sensible and then abby came on and and then you know so she still kind of came on you know i just think it was yeah i think just having a couple of people back and brooke aspin being back is massive because it makes it makes megan connolly available and suddenly you end up having a real midfield yeah you've got loads <clears throat> of people that you would happily play in midfield now like carrie jones really worked incredibly hard yesterday and got a brilliant goal megan connolly's always going to play she's brilliant amy rogers brilliant you know just like yeah Great. Yeah. And and Lisa Evans I I thought just looked really solid when it just you know she didn't necessarily like create very much but I just thought she looked a really kind of calm solid professional presence in the team. I thought just she sort looked... of settled things down a bit for everybody. Yeah, she looked very natural alongside uh Napier. Her her and Napier had a like um sometimes I think with our when we do wing backs like they're not quite sure do we make a triangle do I overlap do I do you go and I pass it to you those two just seem to kind of work together and know what know who should go and it was just, it just seemed a very natural relationship that looked really good um obviously they're both Scottish but I don't think that really necessarily I don't <laughs> I'm not sure they've played together much in like they haven't really played together. Napier doesn't play that much, does she, for Scotland? No, she does. So she kept, I think she came on a, as a sub. Mm. Um, anyway, but I'm, I'm not saying it's like, you know, they've got like a kind of, I don't think they've got a long history of like playing a lot together, but they, it seemed really, like that seemed really natural. So so that was exciting. And and yeah, she. I thought Lisa Evans just came on and looked, not came on, started today and just looked very like, yeah, mature, professional, competent, didn't make any mistakes just made things happen did her job and that's 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 great for Bristol isn't it to have a mature sensible yeah competent <laughs> capable calm and particularly in an in an attacking position as well I yeah. think that's that's also a real resource to have is somebody who you know is gonna just be con- like consistent and steady mm. but also steady and attacking so yeah yeah, so it was, it was, you know, yeah. So that was, that was all, all good, all good. So the game itself was, we were under the cosh for significant parts of it. Yeah. And it was a bit hairy at times, wasn't it? There were some hairy moments. So should we, should we do a little bit of chronological stuff now? Should we talk, because the first 10 minutes of the game, Villa kind of yeah had two opportunities within the first 10 minutes, which looked like they could easily have been goals. But I think they either kind of messed them up or I do think maybe Yanez got in the way of a couple of things. She made a really good save with her feet, I think, in the first few minutes. So, so Which was a, yeah. a kind of a sign of things to come, actually. Yeah. Which um, made a good game. So, yeah, they kind of came at us a little bit in the first 10 minutes. And then after a fair bit of pressure, they did seem... Yeah, they, they kind of got a goal, which was 
part inevitable, but also part a shame because it was a deflected goal, wasn't it? So it's just one of those annoying kind of ones. But then it's Jordan slight, Nobbs on the slight, edge of the box. Slight def- deflection, I think. Yeah, I think enough of a deflection to make it very hard to save. I think without the deflection, Yanez might have got to it. But with the deflection, it's just not it's not going to be saved. So, um, so that was a bit of a shame because we've had quite a few goals from the edge of the box where we should have got out quicker. You know, that's been a bit of a theme. Yes. Um, yeah. It, probably it the most persistent theme, actually. Mm. Um, but then think about all the people that have done it. It's like Lauren James, Jordan Nobbs. It was Caitlin Ford, wasn't it? it was I don't Caitlin, know. Yeah. Caitlin evidently. I don't know. Blanked it out. Yeah, but anyway, sure it was, was just it was just a thing. It was just yeah. one of them things. It was one of them goals that we're conceding in the WSL. If you look at all of the goals that we've conceded, um, many of the goals are I like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> very typical. Like they have a corner or, or a cross, and we we don't quite clear it. Or mm-hmm. I think it's probably because the the danger is is that much greater in the WSL in terms of the quality of players who can finish from outside of the box. Mm. I mean, I think it happened in, yeah, in the the Leicester game in the, the yeah, first did. game of the season. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah. So it's been it's been like a mo- <clears throat> a model goal for us to concede, but with the added deflection, I think that made it a bit you know a bit a bit of a shame. Um, but they absolutely deserved it. It was it was definitely coming, and I don't think anybody was surprised when they scored. No, but so, fantastic reaction from so, yeah. from City. You know, just a couple of minutes. Yeah, two minutes later. So they they had they were having some possession at the back, and then they were just passing it amongst. It might have been like amongst their back or or in the midfield, but it was Fionn Morgan who kind of intercepted it. So it, and she was in a fairly high position. She was at least at the halfway line when that yeah. happened. So she kind of did with one her of, head, and she's she's tiny. She's actually. tiny, yeah. And this is something I realised <laughs> when I was speaking to her after the game because I don't think I've ever really spoken properly to to Fionn Morgan in a close, you know, standing next to her, mm. and. Um, yeah, she's really short and she gives off such a... She does give a, a huge... She's got a really kind of big presence on the pitch, but she's tiny. She's like 5'1 or something, 5'2". I don't know. She's really small. I was I was quite shocked. I was like, you're actually very, very small. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, but she headed it. So She headed it. So they kind of tried to like pass it in the air over her. Out. I think maybe they were switching it, something like that. But yeah, badly, because if tiny Fionn Morgan can head an interception then you've got a bit of a bad pass haven't you so yeah but she did absolutely the right thing sprung on it gave it to emily Syme in the middle a sort of second emily Syme picked up the second ball and that wasn't mm. the first time she'd done that i think in the game or, or at least maybe she did it later where emily Syme was kind of running through the midfield trying to in get the right some, place in the right place yeah. and trying to reach test trap so um yeah that was that was really great and she picked it up and then just she yeah. was kind of falling over wasn't she but she she managed to get it through and then te- you know it's, it was such a good finish Testra up so the pass in and out to Testra up who was kind of on the left of the box she who was being marked but she seemed to kind of have enough strength to keep the ball goal side and then she did that lovely little flick with the outside of her right boot into the far side of the goal which you called at the time was very reminiscent of her goal against Everton yeah, yeah. She's, um, that's a good finish. She's got oh. that one. She's got that one nailed, hasn't she? She has. And just throughout the whole game, actually, there was a couple of... She did three things test her up, which I thought were just kind of mind-blowingly brilliant and just outstanding. So there was the goal. And then towards the end of the first half, she did this flick and run and was running away from the Aston Villa defenders. And 
she was fouled, I think, um, but it wasn't given as a foul. But it was just the flick and the run was just like, that is ridiculous. The That's... ball had been kicked quite hard at her up the line, hadn't and it? And she kind of flicked it. it to keep it in and it then chased her, own, chased her own flick. And, it was just like, yeah. it was so good. I'm just like, you know, it was really, really impressive. I just and when I was looking at her, particularly in that first half, I was I was struggling to think about a, a Bristol City player that I've seen as that's as kind of as good as that, or just like showing a kind of as cultured, you know, it's right up there with some of the like best technical, um, intelligent football skill I've ever seen a Bristol City player. It was it was amazing. And then I think it was in the second half. I can't really remember. She did some this dis- defensive thing where she came in and picked up the ball and kind of spread it out. She kind of collected it from defence. And it was an amazing supportive centre forward doing something defensive. And it was done so well. And she very rarely makes mistakes. She's so consistent. And yeah, she is, you know, amazing. I just absolutely love her. It's just so good. Is she your favourite? I mean, you know, they're all my favourites. I that's that's a good answer. Well done. So I just, I just, yeah, I was just particularly blown away yesterday by by Testrap, just because it's, you know, it's amazing to watch people who you're like, wow, <laughs> how did you do that? And she's she's so quick and she just runs around all the time and she's yeah, she's just amazing. She's just yeah, it was great. It was nice to speak. I spoke to her afterwards as well. She said that um, your drum was cool. She was like. Hey, you got the drum. That's cool. So, and I, I said to her about the foul and the flick. She was like, "I thought it was a foul. I can't do her voice, but you know, she was. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah, yeah, fan, fan, can't help it. Big fan. fan, big fan, big yeah. fan. Um, but yeah, yeah she, she was, was amazing. I mean, the finish was incredible, and we all went wild. It has to be said. We, we, everybody lost it because I think we're all a bit down. And the dance were, oh, God, here we go. Mm. Here we go. Because they, they to came that. at us, didn't they? So it was like it was yeah. like an inevitable goal after 13 minutes of pressure. And and also to a certain extent, we're like, oh, we're in this dynamic again. We're away. Mm. And we're going to be chasing. It's like, can we do it again? Can we pull it out of our asses and like mm. actually chase the game? And um, and they just hit back straight away. And it, what was interesting about it in terms of the villa morale is... It really, really deflated them. It deflated the crowd. Everybody, oh, God, mm. you know. And the team, they struggled to recover their dynamism and their energy, I think, pretty much for the rest of the first half. I can't really remember what happened. In I the rest. think that would, yeah, they looked really sharp. They scored. Our response was immediate. And then it was, like, way more even. Yeah. Like, they, they might have had more possession, but it was not, like, not the sort of possession that does anything. They definitely were a lot more flat, considering how like sparky they were with those first few opportunities. They looked really dangerous, and we like rode it out mostly. Yeah. But our response to like concede and then go and score, yeah, and then to kind of flatten the game. Yeah, absolutely. I in know, a I really think... like it was crafty and yeah. like game management. It was good, and I think we were that was in the stage of the game when we were we were winning the midfield battle. I think in the after our game, after our goal, after our first goal, we were sticking our legs in, we were disrupting their flow. It was very, it was very effective. So that was basically the first half. Yeah. And there were, there were, uh, you know, a few moments where uh, in the first half, it doesn't kind of qualify as opportunities, but there were a few moments when we were going at them and it was like, yeah, it, it didn't turn into a, a shot 
but if we'd have passed differently there would there were definitely two chances that like they're not going to get recorded anywhere as shots or whatever but when we would when they were happening they definitely felt like they were opportunities because because we were actually putting people forward as well we were like yeah so I, I do I do remember there's definitely one where Emily Syme like was after the ball and it just didn't come off and there was an on that was on the left hand side of the box and then there was another opportunity on the right hand side of the box and they just both of them just didn't quite come off so um yeah in terms of like stats they're not gonna be there but they they were as likely as the goal of coming to something um so yeah I do think in that first half, especially, we did kind of create a few more opportunities and it makes it look because, you know, with all the stats and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know it was a one sided game, but I do feel that and we were absolutely hanging in there at the end. Um, yeah, but not in the first half. I don't like it wasn't like after 15 minutes, we kind of dug our heels in and said, no. right, OK, let's go two banks four and let's not, you know, that didn't happen. Like it happened a bit later on, but. No, I not, not. I don't think in the first half you can't say after fifteen minutes, right? Let's hang in there for a point. Like we, I think we tried to play in the first half. Oh yeah, absolutely, Definitely. absolutely. And um, yeah, so first half, second half starts. We've had some changes, obviously. Had, had so changes, yeah. Brooke Aspin came on for. Um, what did she come for? Emily Sign went off. Mm-hmm. Brooke Aspin came on, so that meant everybody kind of moved a little bit. So. Brooke went into the back, Megan Connolly went forward and not entirely sure what else happened. Did Carrie Jones go forward or? Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, the second half, I couldn't really tell who was playing where other than the back four. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was, it was all, Maybe yeah. did they change formation? I don't know. I don't really know. I'd have to watch it back, but I mean, I was all. And there were quite a lot of subsequent changes. There were lots of, it was there was a lot of changes and it was yeah they were, it they was were, difficult to follow it was difficult to follow and it was a bit of a blur when I was thinking about it um all I can really remember is the goal and lots of um Shay Yana's saves so like definitely a lot more under the cosh and yeah. them coming at us and Shay kind of sa- making good saves and us making good blocks and us kind of like it was very I thought I actually thought it was well defended they just did that kind of thing where they just threw everything at it and and but the clearances were good and we were trying to get out but yeah there was sustained pressure from them and looking back at the highlights they did have lots of shots didn't they <laughs> they, did. they had lots they, of they shots they were wasteful though they yeah. were their, their shooting was poor and actually in the first half when they kept on shooting over and um missing you know missing the target and mm. when Shay Yanez was kept on saving I thought oh maybe this is this is one of those games where we're gonna get something from it just mm. because they're 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 just being rubbish. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not being they're not being clinical. Yeah, they're they're not burying it when they should for what, whatever reason. You know, Rachel Daly, like with her head as well, like had several shots at Yanez. Yeah. yeah, just completely, um, completely soft, rubbish headers. Yeah, and and Rachel Daly, let's let's just should we have a moment on Rachel Daly? Yes, okay. because. I think one of my favourite things about the game was um, giving her stick. Yeah, having a little bit of a, having having a little bit of fun at Rachel Daly's expense. Because she deserved it. She was being a right cow, wasn't she? She was being a stroppy cow. She was, and, and I think, personally, I think her form hasn't been great, has it, for Villa? And I think she puts way too much energy into being stroppy and kind of angry. And it's it's affecting her goal ratio. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I think other people would probably just say, well, that's how she always plays. So if she stops doing that, she stops kind of being Rachel Daly and she stops doing, you know, she's generally just, I, you know, having seen her play now a few times, I think like she's just a bit of a cow. Like when she plays football, that's her kind of like her footballing persona. And I'm a bit of a cow when I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a cow at other times so i get it it's absolutely fine it's no like i'm not 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 being judgy no no but i don't think like i don't think it's like not no no judgment respect respect that you know respect you if you if if you you do you Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) i do yeah um and if she was your your player you'd love her you'd love her because she's absolutely hideous and um she is the new she's the new pants she's the new joe potter she's my new joe potter yeah yeah she was always my pantomime my go-to pantomime villain was joe potter because she was someone that you could like boo but she was great and i respected her and rachel daly but she's just rachel daly's just not scoring and that is when you're at the bottom of the table and you go to a place like villa who've got like really good players and you get a point and rachel daly plays quite badly and gets in a big strop that is something to get joy from it is and we like, did we did come up with a song rachel daly's in a strop in a strop yeah and um i do think it's it possibly will catch on it so, might take off yeah um there was definitely some positive reaction to it um <laughs> lots of likes so sorry <laughs> but um it was quite funny to see uh, her and brooke having a bit of a a tussle and and even lovely polite lazelle Seem yeah. to be a bit miffed. Yeah, I well, thought, don't don't you start on her? No, exactly. And that that block from Lazelle, like I think in the like ninety whatever minute, yeah, it was just amazing. It was so good. Yeah. And there was also another block, wasn't there, from Brooke, which was less um, legal, <laughs> but just as effective. So well done, Brooke. A reducer. <laughs> <laughs> she probably deserved it. She was probably just being really horrible to Brooke. No, I mean the handball. Oh, sorry, sorry. I completely you're not actually allowed to do that. No, if you're no, not the no. goalkeeper. Sorry, yeah. But that yes. wound her up as well. It did. Um, I'm not sure it was a handball, was it? I think I it hit her, think... her chest. Yeah, I don't think it was a handball. Nah, no. no. The ref would have would have called it if it was a handball. That's how it works in football, isn't it? If there's something that happens that's not allowed to happen, the referee will stop the game and address it. But the ref didn't address it, so no. it can't have happened. It definitely didn't. So that was in the ninety whatever the ninety fifth. This was on the the, the, the last minute. last minutes of the game when Villa were just somehow or other just kept on attacking. And you're and like, kept, surely and the ref you can, kept playing. Surely you can't have another attack, another <laughs> corner. It's ridiculous. And, um, yeah, that was that was pretty scary. But we we kept them out. Yeah, obviously Brooke, she did, yeah she may have may or may not have handballed it's on the line. Very hard to see. It was very from subtle. The footage. It is hard to see because they've got that one kind of camera um so yeah we we did we got a bit of luck anyway and and also Shayana has made like her final outstanding save of the game which you know she she was on absolute fire yesterday she was I think that might have even kind of I think Testrup even got in the way of that I think it was like an inside heel block from Testrup before Shayana has got to it but anyway they were just basically they were throwing themselves in the right way at the ball and I think they I think they were in their heads they were all back in Brighton where they where we lost it in the last minute and just thinking like we've worked this hard and scored two brilliant goals and kept this slot out 
they, it would have been really really cruel on us to lose again like that in the last minute um and it would have been the last kick of the game as well wouldn't it really if they'd have scored then that would have been it but um yeah so they they showed a lot of kind of you know the abby harrison mentality of like we're not we're not going to concede yeah and, um, absolutely yeah it was, it was good i mean I... And maybe that's why abby came on when she did you know, because that is her mentality, isn't it? Like, and maybe she can kind of bring that to everybody. Like, right, we're not going to concede. I'm not really got. I'm not really got my shooting boots on this season, but we're not going to concede. There we go. Fair play. Yeah, and I, I think it's. I just I, I've had the whole feeling throughout the game. I just thought we're. I I think we when we were two two. I didn't. It didn't feel like the Brighton game to me, which I think the whole of the Brighton game. I was kind of. I had a feeling that we were going to lose and it just felt like because of the wind and all the conditions and it was, I was kind of just waiting for the inevitable to happen and it, and it didn't happen for, for this game. So I think we deserved it. We, we, we deserved it just because we defended well and we, we, we were defending in the way that we were defending kind of sort of in the mid, mid part of the, mid to the end part of the first half of the season mm. we're throwing our bodies on the line blocking showing desire showing conviction believing in ourselves and that's the kind of defending you love to see that's the kind of defending we'll need to do moving forward and it's the defending that will get us points mm-hmm. and but Shay Yenes she did win player of the match and she was brilliant she she everything that was hit towards her she either saved with a body part mm-hmm. like a, a leg or it stuck to her gloves. She wasn't spilling things. No, it's true. She came and claimed quite a lot of... Because they had a lot of corners, didn't they? She 11 did, corners. did pretty well to come and claim quite a few of those and crosses and stuff. And she didn't... Yeah, there was no flapping. No, it was, it was, it was a, brilliant, actually. She was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Obviously I, conceded two goals, but it was a very kind of assured not, not performance. <clears throat> I, thought it, I thought she was great, actually. So after, you know, when she came in, you kind of think, right, okay... It, mu- it must be difficult as well. So you're coming in and there's like, there's Liv Clark who's actually been very good and you have to kind of step in and go, right, well, I'm better than you. That's why I'm getting picked, you know, because you have to just kind of prove that, I guess, to yourself and to everybody else that you're better than the person that you're stepping in to replace. I think that's probably quite a difficult, weird thing to do. Um, and uh, yeah, you just kind of, today, she just, um, yesterday, sorry, she just looked looked really calm and she was also doing this kind of thing that you need to do as a goalkeeper sometimes, which is kind of take back a little bit of the control. Um, she wasn't doing it. She didn't do anything stupid or panicky. All of her distribution from the back was slow, measured, effective, appropriate. There was no kind of like weird, I'm just going to play it short at the wrong time. When yeah. it, when we needed to, we went long. And because we have more bodies in the middle, we were more likely to do something with it. It was just all, it all was just calm and composed despite them having a lot of possession yeah like it was it was really sensible goalkeeping as well as occasionally brilliant and really great reactions that one that save when it seemed she sort of moved her body and in, in a kind of yeah it was, it was like i don't know how she saved it she kind of just like looked, looked like she was doing a little kind of dance move and just yeah it, but it was yeah brilliant it was really good yeah, yeah. so yeah. We're, we're 10 out of 10 for you shay yanez but you know she was great she really she was. was great last she season as well wasn't she so we knew she was going to be brilliant but that was just like that was her real kind of welcome. Yeah. You've, you know, you've made a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> you've, yes. you've kept us in that one. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I love that. I love that. I love seeing goalkeepers having worldies. It's yeah. just, it's so good, isn't it? It's just, I love that. I love goalkeepers making amazing saves and mm. being awesome. So you keep doing that for the rest of the season and we'll all be happy. Absolutely. And she was a wreck at the end though, because um, I also spoke to Shea Yanez. I, oh, did, I did the, did the, the thing rounds, I, I never you? do, which is talk to the players. Um, and she was like, my heart was going. I was, you know, I was oh, so I nervous. Know, at the I end. know you, how she felt. Well, you, but you wouldn't know looking at her though, because no. she was, she, um, she, she was very calm. As you said. Great, great so, competitor. Yeah. Going like that, but you wouldn't, you couldn't tell. Couldn't tell you're absolutely broken inside. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was, I was shaking. I was quivering in my boots the whole, <laughs> most of the second half, to be honest. And especially when that goal went in, I was like, oh, God, we got something to lose now. Mm, yeah terrifying yeah so that we goal like they scored watching. six 60 minutes it was Leon. yeah they scored in 60th and then 15 minutes of depression and then wow yeah carrie jones just keep that up that yeah. was amazing it was really good wasn't beautiful it? yeah but for once someone in the right place and, and just, just having a shot macking it a lot of the times i get why they don't shoot because it's like someone's running at them so you just think like, well, if I just shoot now, I'm going to, it's going to get blocked or whatever. So I get why they're not kind of shooting, but also we need to be like trying harder to work better positions to shoot. So like the layoff, I think it was Hales actually, Hales with the little layoff and then brilliant shot. It was absolutely incredible. So clean, so beautiful, top corner, really like unsavable. Absolutely incredible. If we could kind of, yeah. And Shania Hales being the one to like keep the ball and lay it off. That's like, that's brilliant because that wasn't a Shania Hales that we're using for speed or running at goal. That was her being like, no, I'm a strong, I can do strong centre forward, hold up and assist. Like that was great because yeah, the last few games she's come on and she's looked really strong. And I wonder if she's been kind of bulking up a bit on purpose and like change, having to change her game in order to be our WSL kind of sub. Because she's not going to like test drops like, the person that's on for 90 minutes, which is probably where you'd have Hales playing. If you're going to have her anyway, you'd probably have her in that like test strip kind of role. So like she's kind of, I think she's kind of had to adapt what she's about and what she can do for us. And I think like the last few games, she's had way more minutes and looked way more effective and been more of a like, she's actually kind of like holding it up, moving it and just like being like quick passes and quick things. And it was her hold it up, quick pass, quick, accurate pass that like that was a great assist. And like what we need from our subs to be like strong, quick and yeah, great. So yeah, well done Shania Hales because the last few games you've looked absolutely brilliant. Some, you know, some, there's been a change in, in, in Shania Hales, I think in the last few games, I thought she's looked really brilliant and she almost looks like a new signing. Mm, yeah, for sure. And I think it's worth saying that the Villa players were running out to Carrie Jones as well. You know, mm, if they were closing yeah. down, but she still had the presence of mind to, unleash that mm -hmm. so yeah it was brilliant it was i didn't actually see it very clearly when it happened because i there's a pillar um in the stand so mm. i thought i thought maybe it had deflected or something so i didn't really see it very clearly it but was quite far away the the it, actual yeah. goal wasn't it because we were we were <clears> down <throat> by the other goal so you couldn't really see that well I but i saw it kind yeah. of hit the back of the net and you know everybody was going wild again yeah. Um, excellent support again from the City Away fans. Really yep. loud throughout the whole game. Some nice loud kids as well. Well done, kids. Yeah, excellent. Really, really good. We were, we were. I thought we were really, really loud. And 
I think well, it's we had worth... stuff to cheer as well, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it was a great performance. It was a performance to get behind and, you know, they, I'm not saying they owed that to us, but as a night, you know, it's the kind of, the 90 minute performance has been a bit missing the past three games that we've watched. And not that they haven't tried or haven't put the effort in because they have, but it was, that was much more like the Bristol City of before Christmas when we look present, we look com- composed to a degree or just like we look like we didn't look like imposters because mm. we have looked a bit impostery in places I think um over the past couple of games we haven't looked quite present in yeah, in the game the Christmas break really did us any favors no weirdly no start of the season we were a bit like couldn't hadn't quite figured it out and then we had a nice kind of sweet spot where we were playing well or getting points or both mm-hmm. um and then after Christmas, the two games, a lot of pressure on them, didn't really get right, didn't really get into it. But hopefully this is like now another sweet spot. And next in two weeks, we've got... We found the gear. We found we've like Leicester, third... We? So we've got, we found like... Third gear. Third gear. Yeah, we found the gear in the car. You know, we haven't been in the... We haven't even been driving the past couple of games. We've been like passenger. There's been a few people who've been, you know, taking taking stints at the wheel but like it's not been a whole team we're all we're all here we're all going through the gears together moment it's so yeah it was a great performance everybody loved it it was brilliant it was it was great and obviously it was the first completely full coach that we've taken um and it was green football weekend so we got some lovely wildflower seeds so that was (laughs) so i should be planting those somewhere perhaps i think magda planted them at um the stadium Outside the we stadium, left our obviously. Seeds. We left our wild seeds <laughs> in the in the Poundland Bescott Stadium in Warsaw. Um, they're still, I believe you brought ours home. So I think we may... Yeah, I'd forgot about them. So I, We may distribute them somewhere else to be updated at another time. But yeah. thank you to the football club for that <laughs> lovely... Well, thank you for the half price tickets, the coach tickets. Yeah, no, that was cool. I think that was was uh, super cheap. Perhaps the more significant and meaningful gesture. But no, well, who doesn't love a wildflower? Exactly. I love them. A poppy. Yeah, very nice, very pretty. So we'll enjoy those. May may this be the the sowing of the seeds of our survival. Survival in the WSL. Just one word about the crowd, because one of the things. That is very noticeable, I think, from visiting other WSL teams, um, you know, over since we've been back in the WSL, since we've been back in the big time, is, um, yeah, poor crowds. You know, there was 2,190, I think, or something like that was there yesterday. I know we're only Bristol City. Mm. I know we're not going to be drawing in the... The significant crowds but no but that was you know should for them that you know like what do people go and see football for like a good competition or like i mean that was a very win in- a winnable game mm. you know like there's not that many teams in the wsl and i thought we were everybody's favorite underdog so surely we should be pulling the crowds now well exactly but, so but not so i thought it was just interesting that over the years they haven't built we've managed to build quite a kind of big fan base over the past year since we've been back mm. and they don't the 
they seem to have there seems to be quite stagnation i think there's mm. stagnation among big clubs again let, let's just be clear aston villa is a huge 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 football club mm-hmm. in a huge city yep the biggest second biggest city in britain mm-hmm. i know they've got another football club mind you so does bristol yeah they should be doing better at bringing in crowds they should be doing better for their women's team. Their women's team should not be playing at the Poundland Bescott Stadium in Warsaw. They should be playing at Villa Park. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be clear. That's exactly what should be happening. If we're doing it at Ashton Gate and we've seen the difference that makes to the crowds, it's not good enough anymore to marginalise your women's team by forcing them to play in stadiums where the fan base are not located. It doesn't help your business model. It doesn't help the atmosphere. It doesn't help anything. There we go. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Absolutely. Don't know where that came from. Well, no, I just, but I mean, it's the same, isn't it? Because we've recently been to Brighton, who are playing in Crawley, which is far from Brighton. Yeah. And far from the, from, you know, where Brighton men play, the Amex. And, you know, so all the kind of normal. I think think the Amex is an interesting one, though, as we said with Duncan, because it is kind of, it's not quite in, that's not quite in Brighton either. It's not quite in Brighton, but it's where if you're associated to Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club, that's still your home ground. Yeah. So it's, although it might be a bit of a travel outside of Brighton, like you're either Brighton or you're part, you know, like that route, like we were talking to other people the other day as well, like about familiarity. This is something on the coach home. We were chatting to some of the people that traveled up with us and they were saying once they started going to Ashton Gate, then they started going to some of the rugby there and taking other family members there because they'd been and sometimes just knowing how to get to a stadium is all it really takes. You know, if you live if you lived in Brighton and you were regularly going to the Amex for something else, you'd start you'd be going to the Amex for the women as well, and it wouldn't feel like a weird thing to do. It'd be like, well, this is my normal football journey. Yeah, this is exactly. my home. This is how I get to my home ground. Yeah, exactly. So Make like, it easy for people, particularly yeah. in a place like Brighton. But I just I was really struck by that. I just thought. And the crowd were there. The, the villa, they were noisy. They were really supportive. The people, yeah, they were. were there, they, they were noisy. Yeah, good, you know, good supporters. But oh, I just don't. I think there's clearly the women's like audiences for the women's game. If you're playing for an established football club like Aston Villa, which are huge, mm. you can't. Surely the 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 kind of the policy word almost has to be on an equality basis Mm. like where you you can't be playing games at marginal stadiums Mm. even if they're smaller because I think the thing that Bristol City have proved with our audiences is that you actually if you do play the games and Arsenal as well because obviously they get big crowds when they play at the Emirates Mm. if you integrate and and value your women's team in that way the audiences will you you will bring in audiences Mm. from the men's game as well or people who just or from a more central location you know more people are inclined to go to it like Mm -hmm. casual floating people Mm -hmm. um they may not be the same people as who go to men's football they may just be casual floating people who want to try something new or have a different experience but yeah, and I thought that was, it was interesting. It was just a comment on somebody made on Twitter about, they said, and obviously I liked it because they were like, oh, Bristol should stay in the league even if they get relegated. But I thought it was a good, <laughs> it was an interesting point because if we consider competitiveness as a holistic package, mm. 
and I guess the investment that Bristol City have been making in audience development and demonstrate and really kind of leading in that area mm. I would say showing how it could be done yeah um could that be rewarded and seen as a mm. something that that should be considered uh, maybe not as a it obviously has to be about what like, happens yeah, on the pitch congratulations your your population at the game is uh, worth five points <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah, can just, we get yeah. can we get an extra five points because we've had the uh, third highest attendance in, in Europe, Europe for women's football? That's wild, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is wild, and there's loads of factors in that, and and there's also the factor that they've got, you know, a kind of Ashton Gate Stadium kind of ticketing machine, marketing machine that's that's kind of got experiences of is using that that kind of that game at the the England game when the Lionesses played. I think they they marketed the the super league to those people so that was how that they were able to get um you know so many um new supporters in yeah, but it's not um, just the new supporters like i think like new supporters i would think of as like someone who's like come along for a game and then gone ah no it's not for me but like we haven't won we haven't even got a point at home this season and our crowd is still like we still had like six thousand for west ham which was like we felt like that was relatively small yeah. But that was a home crowd. Yeah, that definitely. was a fully home crowd. Maybe a few scattering kind of like, but they were quiet as well. You know, if they were a West Ham fan, they weren't. They didn't talk. They didn't say anything. But you know, it's just like that's a that's a well developed. Um, it's a different. It's a different approach, though, isn't it? I yeah. think that's what. And and when we when we went to see Liverpool, that's what we. That was obvious. Yeah. And it was obvious yesterday. And I just think. I just think it's a shame that they can't play their games at Villa Park, mm. you know, it's, and it's ridiculous. Obviously they are investing very, very heavily in the team. In the squad. Yeah. On the pitch. Mm -hmm. But, and they, you know, and that, that's the kind of, I guess the imbalance of it is like perhaps we haven't invested as heavily as we should have done. In players. In players yeah. at the start of the season. Because, mm. you know, arguably if we'd started the season with the level of squad depth that we have now, we might actually mm. not be in this position. Mm. But, you know, there is a kind of unbalance there. And, like, it's very, very hard to do, I think, in, in women's football because of it's, a, you know, it's a new product. Mm. Um, it's been affected by, um, you know, competitiveness has been driven by the likes of Chelsea who've just chucked millions and millions at it, mm. um, which is uneven. And I, to my mind, should have been regulated to support a more holistic and kind of even spread of growth but mm. you know that's my just my my bugbear with Chelsea um yeah it's just interesting to see that it's like we're winning off the pitch but we're we've got a point on the pitch yesterday they're definitely losing off the off the pitch yeah Villa they're yeah. kind of not really doing very well on the pitch either so they I was surprised yesterday actually how how they were and I can I can definitely see that Carla Ward's job could be under threat because of that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, not that that's what I want. I never really want a no, manager to not. get sacked. And I do think Carla Ward is, she's definitely a manager who has a lot of quality, but it's it's very like strange to see what's going on there with that incredible season they had last last year and the potential they could have. They've got, they've still got brilliant players. I know, you know, they haven't got this midfield or whatever, but 
they've still got players that can play these positions or players that are versatile enough to step in and play, you know, ask Jordan Nobbs to play a little bit deeper. She might not be the incredible Jordan Nobbs that you might have further up, but you have got a lot of other forwards. Maybe someone could step into that. You know, I don't, I don't think they're kind of, I don't think they're in kind of dire straits in no, terms of no. like their squad depth, you know, losing Staniforth and I know they lost someone in the window as well. Um, obviously they would, that would affect them, but I don't think they're, I don't think it's, these aren't things that are impossible to recover from, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it seems a bit, you know, considering we've got kind of our midfield is like stepping up from, some of them are like stepping up from championship level and, you know. And some of them are like just And some of children. them are children. <laughs> it was amazing to yeah. have Mary Ward, Brooke Aspin and Naomi Lazel on the pitch yesterday. And you were just like, what amazing superstars. Our teen superstars, they are so great. I just love it. Fair play to Mary Ward. She was not the person I expected to break into the squad this year. You know, I thought maybe Tizer was a little bit ahead of her or, you know. But yeah, she's she's there. Yeah. She's coming on every game and just looking or great. Starting sometimes, yeah. And she always looks good, doesn't she? She's growing and growing. Brilliant. Very Bri- good in so, the WSL as well. Yeah, absolutely. Not looking out of place. Not looking so, out of place. No. No. And so, yeah, um, yeah. Villa, it's what Villa needs to do better. And you know, yeah. w- well done, Bristol City, for well the, done all f- the work <clears> you've been doing. And let's hope now that we can get some more points. We're in, hopefully this will be a a good moment for us, and we can go to Leicester get some points there mm-hmm. and then just just climb up the table even if it's just one place i think it's just yeah, <laughs> one place is all we need to climb i just think we need to take one 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 yeah, game at a time and yeah, just Leicester. not even look at the Come table on. not even worry about what other people are doing because i think we've just got a we've just got a, it's, as as lauren smith said 10 cup finals mm-hmm. so that's that was the first cup final there where, it was we, a where we drew where we drew <laughs> we drew the cup final <laughs> should have gone to penalties um yeah, mind you, with Shea Yanez yesterday, she'd yeah, have probably she saved probably them. would have. And, and Test Track was on the pitch, so he would have scored at least one. Very good. Um, and maybe some others. Yeah, Leicester, I don't know, I can't even really think about that right now. So I think let's, um, except for we're going, it's a 3pm kickoff in Leicester. So we'll be back home late, yeah. which is a bit annoying. But there we go. doesn't matter. We'll be on the coach. Just to say, coach, coach tickets are available. Mm-hmm. I think it's £21 for mm-hmm. the coach, which is... Uh, for a trip to Leicester trip to that door to door well ashton gate to king, king power. power and back again mm-hmm. yeah join us come along it's really fun isn't it i mean away days it's, it's turning out to be a really good good laugh well i mean it's everybody's everybody who's coming along says well now i'm gonna have to come again aren't i yeah they've got the bug everybody's like we got the bug yeah so it is brilliant and it's it's a really it's a they're a nice bunch of people and, and you don't have to drive you don't which is to. knackering isn't it and Leicester's yeah. pretty far, actually, so... It is. Even deeper north exactly. than where we have ventured before. So there we go. So I think that's it for... Um, oh, that's quite long. It's quite a long Bristol City. Yeah, having a bit of a... Having a bit of a... Bit of a thing at the end. I did. I know. I went... I had a... You were, you, you were inspired. Your eyes lit up and did you went... They? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, don't interrupt. I'll just hmm every now and then. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because I've, I've never been to Villa Park. Um, Haven't you? Never never been really so i probably just wanted to go to villa park and i think not, you wanted to go and to not it. warsaw but i did quite like the i actually wanted to go to warsaw because of all those times i've been on the m5 and seen it i thought i must go i must visit someday must, some opportunity must arise yeah. and it did and it, it wasn't was. it and what a lovely time we had we've had a lovely time 
And on that note, mm-hmm. with Rachel Daly having a strop. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time and when we go again. <laughs>